You want to talk about football, fine. You don't, then you go somewhere else. Get ready, get ready. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Y'all are not playing. Most of the don't even know how to play football, all right? Go, no urgency. Here we go. Welcome to the ST Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Carlos and Chad. You've got to be the dumbest team in America. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Welcome to the ST Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 6060. We're going to be covering our recent draft. Yes. Yay. How you doing? I'm Chad. I'm Carlos. And so we just got done with our late, late, late rookie draft. Okay, I'm sorry. Before we get into the draft. Okay. You talked about going to Kansas for the Flat Picking Championships. What yes. What the fuck is that? I, I, well, it's the Walnut Valley Festival. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Is this English? Yeah. No, okay. no, no, no. This is Kansas. Okay, is this it, is like the furthest thing from English you can get. <laughs> so, what is this exactly? Uh, it's the like bluegrass flat picking championships. Where what are you picking? Guitar. Oh, guitar, okay. <laughs> banjo. Uh, what they got that uh, a bunch of weird looking like Do you squeeze have to take boxes. your cousin and hook up with them later or something. That's optional. Okay, that's optional. Okay, I will not be doing that. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'll be going uh, with one of my best friends, Jeff, uh, from back home, who I haven't seen in years. He just got back from China. Okay, so. That's a whole nother story. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about oh, it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be picking and grinning. Walnut have you, Valley. Have you been to one of these before? I, I've been to one decades ago uh, and saw a guy named Tommy Emanuel play so, there. So you used to also do pig raising slash competition thingy? Yeah, I try not Which to bring it up. Which championships do you like better? I try not to bring it up. Right? I know. I, that's why I'm bringing it up. But I, I am... The 12, 13-year-old champion pig showman from Johnson County, Kansas. Okay. Uh, so just, just How was so the you know, bacon afterwards, though? It's fantastic. <laughs> okay. It's fantastic. <laughs> but, yeah, so yeah, I'm a little bit country. Okay. A, a little bit? Yeah. A little bit? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, you don't listen to country music. I don't understand. I do, but not today's <laughs> stuff. That's crap. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I had to bring that up on the air just because I was at a loss when you, you told were, me that. And, and I was going to ask you before, and I was like, no, no, I'm going to wait to ask you <laughs> when we're recording. Just because I'm an asshole that way. Well, thank you. So so we had a draft today. Yes, we did. It was awesome. (laughs) All right. So actually, uh, we've been off the air for for a few weeks. And in that time frame, we uh, had our regular um, rookie draft today. But also a couple weeks ago, we started we were part of another league that was starting up, uh, which was. Very different from anything that we we've done before. It's crazy. Um, we did. <laughs> um, it's a dynasty league, super flex with IDP and IDP flex. Um, it's insane. It was like seven hundred rounds. I'm still not sure if we're done with this draft or not. <laughs> uh, and then we had a rookie draft only to go along with it because the rookies weren't integrated into our normal thing, and it was fucking crazy. Uh, but we'll it was start- awesome though, right? Like. It's at fun. times, it's fun. It, 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 at times, yes. <laughs> uh, apparently, we're the only ones that live in this country. Everybody else seems to live in England or Australia or something else because yeah. they keep calling each other mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they were drafting while we were sleeping. And <laughs> so it yeah. was. Uh, I don't know who these people are. Uh, do you know any of these people? I don't know any of these guys. Okay, <laughs> just checking. No, uh, but it's it's interesting. And and we'll cover some of that as well. But uh, main focus, on. main focus today will be this, and we'll bring in the other draft, Correct. like where it's pertinent. Correct. Yes. So um, we did our five round rookie draft today. 
Uh, before we cover the draft, you want to talk about some of the trades that happened in the last 24 to 48 hours? or uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we can talk okay. about some moves. Okay. Uh, you want to start with some that you have in mind? Yeah. Uh, so last night, um, tight end position has always been a little bit of a question mark for me. Or at least it has been for the last couple of years. And um, so a couple of weeks ago, I got an offer to, to do a first round pick for Evan Ingram. Uh, but Juan loves the movie The Draft. Or draft day, sorry, with Kevin Costner, and he's a pancake eating motherfucker. Uh, so, uh, uh, so funny story. So, uh, so he offered me this this trade a week ago, and I was, or a couple, a few weeks ago, and I was like, ah, first round pick for Evan Ingram, not a bad deal, not a bad deal at all. Yeah, uh, and I was just, I just don't know, uh, and all this, but with the Andrew Luck situation changing over the last week and a half, it has me a little bit more concerned with Eric Ebron going into the season, right? Right, right. So I was having lunch with someone yesterday, and I'm discussing the Baker Mayfield trade, which we'll go into a little bit uh, later. Um, And I'm like, you know, I really, I'm thinking about making this deal, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but you know what? I said, it's going to be different. Juan is no longer going to want a first-round pick, and I'm going to say it was this thing. And I said, watch. He's going to tell me we live in a, we live in a different world than we lived two <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> so I'm talking to Juan last night, and I was like, you know, are you still thinking about this or whatever? He's like, well, you know, it's a different world. <laughs> and I'm like, you pancake-eating motherfucker. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, he loves that movie, and he has to use the lines whenever possible. But at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, uh, we ended up making a trade where I gave him Philip Lindsay and Eric Ebron for Evan Ingram and the 14th pick in the draft, which is the second pick of the second round. Right. Um, I, I talked to you about it last night because I wasn't sure. Uh, I, I, I like the terms of it. I think it was a good trade for both of us. Uh, but it's still, you know, I'm giving up. I'm giving up two things, so uh, I wasn't sure what I, I, I. At the end of the day, I think it was a fair trade, fair trade for both teams. But uh, I, and more importantly, I end up with a top ten tight end, potentially top five tight end, and I think that helps solidify my team. Right. Well, and my my advice to you was, well, it depends on who you get with that two two. Yes. And as we will see. <laughs> I think it worked out really well. So. Yes, I, I think so as well. So. And then the other trades that were made, uh, we we had a move for Stefan Diggs moving to get Matt Ryan and uh, the 223rd mm-hmm. overall, uh, a first-round pick, um, which seems to have been a decent move. I don't know which one he got with that pick. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk about that uh, in a I'm, second. I'm sorry, repeat the question? No, talking about Diggs. The the move that Luis made, okay, you Norte, for uh, with Zeke don't appeal. Uh, so that's the pick where he ended up taking. Uh, that was the number six pick. Okay, uh, so that was so, a nice pick. Yes, yes, that was his. Uh, um, sorry, uh, I'm getting text messages from Randy at the time uh, about picks that I made. So sorry, we'll, we'll cover that in a little bit as well. But that's the that was his number six pick uh, or the number six pick in the first round. Which he ended up using. No, I'm sorry. The seventh pick in the no sixth pick in the first round, yeah. uh, which he ended up using on a, on a player we're covering a little bit. Uh, so that was a pretty decent trade. And then this morning you did a trade. I did a wake and trade with uh, Mr. Randy, and I was trying. I needed to trim down a roster spot, uh-huh. and I decided that I was going to cut Delaney Walker. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? That's I'm too sure big. he's going to love hearing this part. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> but I'm like, this is well. He's not the only one that was in trade talks. No, so no, I he know. was going to get traded. Yes. Um, and I was like, this is too much to cut and not get anything back for. Mm-hmm. So I offered basically Delaney Walker and moving back 
like eight picks mm-hmm. uh, for his third round pick. Yeah. So basically nothing um, it, it, for a guy that needs a backup tight end. Yeah. It's a great deal. Great. I, I thought it was a great deal. I'm like, I'm getting tight ends. I mean, that's just crazy. Uh, well, as a guy who's been screwed with tight ends since I got rid of Kelsey, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yes. But that, that was the moves. And then we had some draft moves, which was exciting. Yes. But we'll talk we'll about that. Yep. Yep. So I think this first round went pretty, pretty uh, generic, right? Uh, kind of, but there was some surprises. But anyway, yes. let's, let's get to it, right? Mm-hmm. One, one, Josh Jacobs, no surprise. Uh, David Montgomery, 1-2. I was slightly surprised by that. Uh, then I was pretty surprised by Nikhil Harry going 1-3. I, I, was as, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, because Ed tends to just look at what the general consensus is out there. And while I don't agree with it, and I haven't agreed with it from the day of the NFL draft, a lot of people feel Nikhil Harry is the best wide receiver out there. I 100% disagree with that. I, I said it back then. He was going to be a bust. And to this point, I have been proven correct. <laughs> yeah, I, I had him as my 1-1 one, one mm-hmm. right after the draft mm-hmm. because I really liked him. Um, I'm not saying that it's a bad pick. No, it's personally, not. Absolutely not. But it, it surprised me when one of the other guys was still on the board, right? Miles Sanders is still on the board yeah, at this point. I still don't. As far as on, but, on a, but, a weak but, running back class. Yes, but looking at his roster... He has Darius Geis. He has uh, Alvin Kamara. His wide receiver situation is a little bit weak, so I can see why he went wide receiver instead of... Yeah, uh, I, I think of, I try to move that pick, though, um, and see if you can get one of these other guys later. Because yeah. this is a pretty deep wide receiver class to mm-hmm. me in the first round. Yes. So, Nikhil Harry goes off the board. Then, Daryl Henderson at four. You don't disagree with that? I do. <laughs> okay, so uh, I like Daryl Henderson. Anybody that's been listening to us knows I like Daryl Henderson. Right. I think that's a little early for Daryl Henderson. To me, Daryl Henderson was more of a second half of the first round pick. Uh, I don't hate the pick. I don't get the pick by the person. And I guess what's throwing us off is we all expected that person to take on a Renfro. Uh, he didn't take on a Renfro. Because he's a Clemson guy. He's a Clemson guy. Uh, so I don't hate the pick. The only thing that I don't care about the pick is in that particular case, I think Miles Sanders is the better pick because you're going to get more out of Sanders in the next year or two than you will out of Henderson. Long term, I like Henderson better. Wow. Okay. I I, I see Daryl Henderson as a back into the second round pick for me personally. Uh-huh. So seeing him at 1-4 was like, okay, somebody else is getting pushed to me that I'm going to like more. But honestly... Uh, Kyler Murray would not have been a bad pick there either. Oh, uh, no. To be the backup to Deshaun Watson. Wow. Yeah, that'd, that'd be dangerous. <laughs> uh, next off the board, DK Metcalf. Oh, yeah. I don't like it. I, I don't hate it. I, I, I like In it. fact, I'm actually, I'm liking Metcalf more and more I know with I'm, the location. I'm the low man on that. Yeah. I'm probably the, not that I'm a draft analyst by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but a lot of word coming out and he's actually moving up on draft boards in redraft leagues and in, in, in dynasty leagues. I just don't see it. I, I I need to see it before I go with it. I watched him play in college, right? I was not impressed with what I saw. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, and I, here, here's my issue with it. Why is he moving up in the draft boards? Because he's making spectacular catches in practice. <laughs> One, it's practice, not a game, not a game. We're going to talk about practice. practice. 
But second of all, how many times have we heard this story before about a wide receiver making spectacular catches in practice that doesn't pan out in the regular season? I don't know. How many wide receivers has New England had over the last decade? <laughs> Every year. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I get you. I, I like I like the – with his skill set, right? He's a big play guy. He he's is. low volume, big play. He's that's exactly what I think he's going to get there with a quarterback and Russell Wilson. They can throw the deep ball, and he's fast. Yes. So you know maybe you get one or two big plays mm-hmm. a game, and I think we said this literally right after the draft. And, and my concern with that is on a run first offense. Yeah, not it, sure how it, I like that much. He's a great wide receiver too. With I mean, depending on how they integrate him In into an the office system, that hasn't sustained two wide receivers in the past. Yeah, yeah, especially two fantasy. So either, relevant. so I guess either you like Lockett or you like Metcalf. You can't. I don't see how you could like both. True, true. Uh, next off the board, I was trying to trade for this pick. Uh, Miles Sanders goes at one six. To me, that's stealing. Uh, now to bring up our other draft, mm-hmm. he went at seven. To me, <laughs> yes. So this is obviously I'm alone for my love here mm-hmm. in Miles Sanders being a top four pick, but. Yeah, it screams value to me. No, it is. It is. Especially, like I said, in, in a light running back class. Yep. Um, TJ Hawkinson goes at seven. That pick surprised me. I really thought it would be Kyler Murray there. Agreed. Um, because of his situation on the team. Uh, especially, he's the luck owner. Yes, he just traded for Matt Ryan. But, I, I don't know. I would have gone Murray if I were him. Uh and I could see where Hawkinson, so Randy and I were having a discussion the other day, and he's like, no, I think he takes Hawkinson because his running back, his, his tight ends are Kyle Rudolph and Jack Doyle. To me, not a horrible situation to be in. We know Cousins likes throwing to his tight end, and Kyle Rudolph just got that extension, blah, 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 blah. Hawkinson, to me, is a project. It's not a player that's going to produce this year. I think you're looking at next year or the following. Yeah. But... Uh, so I was a little surprised there. I really thought uh, he would go more um, Kyler Murray there. Yeah, I, I would have agreed. And Kyler Murray comes off right next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is a great pick in the, at eight to mm-hmm. me. Uh, to a I was team. cursing Juan for that one. I called him an asshole. And he, as soon he, as he, he made the pick. He didn't really need that pick, right? Like, that was more just best player available. He, he did. It, well, he did and he didn't because he feels now that he has solidified his quarterback position for the future. Yeah, and because yeah, uh, yes, he doesn't need it, but you you know my hatred for 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 Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I think anybody that's listened to this podcast knows my hatred for Jimmy Garoppolo. Not hatred. I just I think he's you don't you don't like uh, the the value with where he's being drafted. You don't think he's going to be a a great quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's worth the hype that he keeps getting. Right. Um, What has he done? to make him a $100 million quarterback and to make him everybody think that he's going to be a top five talent. I, I I don't know what he's done to give us that. Yes, he set a record for number of passing yards by the starting quarterback on a Sunday that was uh, played in the mid-afternoon on the third Sunday of a month. You know, <laughs> the Elias Sports Bureau makes all this crap up. So <laughs> he's he's got good stats, but he has never played a full season. So what are we exactly basing this on? And this is what we've talked about with Hunter Henry and, and, you know, some of these other players. We keep thinking they're going to be these great talents, but three years into their careers, what have they done other than be on injured reserve for most of the time? Yeah. So I don't know. So we'll see. I could be wrong. Uh, 
I will say, though, I, I think it does make sense for him looking at his roster now. Yeah, he's got Jimmy G, but that that may be a QB2 forever. So Yeah, no, and I, and that's why he went to to, to that thing. Uh, to that, Excuse me. That's why he went Kyler Murray, uh, because it, it solidified his quarterback position. Yeah. And then next off the bird board, next off the bird, goes uh, Marquise Brown to the birds. Baltimore Ravens. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was your pick. That was my pick, yes. So, so yes. What, what was up, man? What was going through your mind here? First of all, I was cursing Juan uh, for having taken Kyler Murray. I don't need Kyler Murray. I just wanted Kyler Murray. Because, uh, honestly, with Drew and with, with, with Baker Mayfield, when am I going to start Kyler Murray? Uh, but I like the idea of having that kind of talent on my roster, uh, just because you never know what's going to happen. But the problem that I, so you know, and, and, and a lot of people know, um, going into this draft, I was hoping that Hawkinson, uh, Kyler Murray, or Henderson would drop to me at number nine. Mm-hmm. We get to number nine, and none of those three are there. And at that point, I was like, who the hell do I take? I don't, you know, because of the Evan Ingram trade, it took tight end as, as a need away from me. So I could have taken Fant, but I don't like Fant. And I know that <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm in the minority there. I just don't like it. I don't like that offense. I don't like what they're doing there. I, one of the reasons I went to get rid of Phil Lindsay. Uh, right. <laughs> I just don't know what's going on there. So I, I didn't want to take Fant. Um, yes, Debo. I'm not as high on Debo as you are. And I, you, you know, guys, so Paris, Hil- Paris, Paris Hilton, Paris Campbell was a possibility <laughs> there as well. Uh, and Devin Singletary. I just, I, w- I, I was like, I don't want to reach for a running back knowing what I have in the second round as far as picks go. Right. And these are second round running backs to me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm just going to take the best rated uh, excuse me, best rated wide receiver on the board. And that's where Brown came into play. Yeah. And I, I don't I, I don't disagree with that pick. Mm-hmm. Right. I think Marquise Brown is definitely a top end receiver in this class. Mm hmm. I just I worry about Jackson's accuracy. Now, reports out of camp surprise surprise is that he's way more accurate this year so we'll see so, what happens so as we're starting out a text message from randy yeah i was surprised with the marquise brown pick i don't think he matches well with lamar and that conservative offense there you go all right so no and, and, and that's my that's been my concern with that but in what I've seen in the preseason, they're trying to throw the ball more. They're trying to do more. I've seen what he can do with his arm. I, going into last season, I was high on, on Lamar Jackson. I think I was probably one of the few people that was. I like the talent. I saw him play at Louisville. Mm-hmm. I like what I saw. I think he's a better passer than people give him credit for. So, it, and, and Brown is a stre- field stretcher. And I, what is Lamar Jackson doing best? Throwing the ball downfield. So, I, I think this can work. But at the end of the day, Juju, Galladay, A.J. Green, uh, Dante Pettis, I don't need Marquise Brown right now. No, that's why it's a great To me, Marquise Brown is a year or two away from cracking my starting lineup. If he happens to blow up and I can move him ahead of Pettis or ahead of Green, then by all means, I will. But I don't need this play. I don't need this this, this player. Well, and that's that's where you want to be when you're doing rookie drafts. Yes. So next, I, it's taken me years to get here, but <laughs> I'm finally at a point that I can take the best player on the board. Yeah. Next up was me, and you know who I went with, uh, Debo. You went with Debo. I, I still think you 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 just like saying Debo because of Friday, but that's almost. I do enjoy that. I'm not gonna lie, but 
this was a hard pick for me uh, because I had three guys, four guys that I was really excited about here. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Debo was going to last this long. Right. I thought my pick I'd planned was going to be Justice Hill mm-hmm. just because I, I love running backs. And mm-hmm. funny, I didn't get a damn one this draft. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I was planning all along to get Hill at that point, and but Debo was on the board and I couldn't say no. Yep. Uh, Paris Campbell comes off next, which is another I like that great, pick. I like great that pick. pick. Yeah, he's not doing. He's not first. doing great in camp. Uh, his words, have, you know, his stuff coming out hasn't been great. But I like the pick. To me, uh, as we talked about back in in April after the draft, uh, he was my favorite of all the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, ultimately I couldn't pull the trigger on him because of the luck situation. And yes, I know it's a dynasty league. I know that we're looking at stuff for years down the road. But honestly, if Luck's – are we to a point where Luck is injury-prone now? I mean, the, the fact that he's getting hurt before the season even starts. Like every season now? And, and now this is that a, whole season. This so. is a concern to me. That's why I could not go with Campbell. I, I Oddly enough, this makes me like Marlon Mack even more. <laughs> mm-hmm. But any of those wide receivers, tight ends, anything going on on that, I mm, – Yeah. No. No, I, I hear you completely. Um, and then the last player in the first round, Devin Singletary. Yes, uh, I don't dislike it. I just not the pick that I thought he should have made. He's pretty running back rich, and I yes. think he likes to stay that way. I yes. think this is is one of the best options, especially with the players that were still available. I probably still would have gone Hill over Singletary. I but if I were him, I would have gone Madison. Honestly, well, because he's a cook because owner. he's a cook owner, I would have gone Madison in that position. And look, I'm not and, and and I'm not trying to preach the whole. Well, you need to have the handcuff of this. I do that a lot, but in this particular case, I like that offense. I like the running in that offense, so I'd want to have the backup to my running back in that offense, especially when your running back has injury issues. Exactly. Now that being said. That doesn't necessarily mean it's what you need to do. If you can get a great talent as your backup running back, meaning, you know, how can I say this? Um, Like in my case, I had Philip Lindsay as my backup to my running backs, not because he was the backup running back to any of my players, but because he was a talent that I liked that I could fit in if one of my guys got injured. Right. That's certainly what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. But in certain offenses, I want that backup running back. Uh, Just because I, Cincinnati, I have Mixon and I have Geo. Because I know Gio's going to produce if Mixon gets hurt. Absolutely. And, and that's where... But I think in this particular case, I think Madison can produce if Cook gets hurt. Yeah, and I like Madison just as a prospect in general. Mm-hmm. And so you couple that with the situation with Cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would definitely... I, I could see expending a first-round pick on him if I was a Cook owner. Yeah. But that said, I still like Singletary. I think mm-hmm. the opportunity long-term is there for him to be the guy okay. in a run-first team. All right, so moving on to round two. The first pick in round two was Damian Harris. I was a little surprised by that. It's not a bad pick. I was just surprised by that. Because he didn't go Hunter Renfro in the first round, I thought he'd go Hunter Renfro in this round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but he took Damian Harris, running back out of out of New England. I, I don't hate the pick. Nope. Um, I, I think there's... Uh, Camp few, reviews have been bad on him. I was going to say, a couple of weeks ago, I would have been all about this yes. pick. I still like Justice Hill more. <laughs> of course you do. But, um, yeah, so... Not not a bad pick for him no. who needed some backups in uh, running back. Yeah, and then and then I had two picks back to back. So this is part of the trade that I made last night, right? Mm-hmm. I ended up with the 14th pick, so it was the second pick of the uh, of the second round. Uh, so with that pick, I went Justice Hill. 
Uh, and so good. Right after that, I went and Alexander Madison. Uh, so good. So, yeah, I, I mean, so <clears throat> essentially the trade that you made, uh-huh. uh, just like to clarify, so right, we yeah. get players to picks, right? Because yes, it's a different thing. Correct. So you traded away Philip Lindsay and Eric Ebron uh-huh. for Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram and, and Justice, Justice Hill. Hill. So if you look at it like that, right? Like, yes, you get the bump for sure in tight end, uh, in tight end, especially for the first four weeks of the season. And then you're looking at the running backs, and I, as much as I like Phil Lindsay, I yeah. like him a lot. I don't see a as huge a drop off at the running back there because I, that's how high maybe that's how high I am on Hill. Yeah, and, and but, honest, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's one of my concerns with Hill mm-hmm. is that you're so high on him. Uh, Sorry, sorry. Uh, but I don't think he's going to produce Philip Lindsay numbers. But I think he has the potential to produce those numbers. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> honestly, uh, Philip Lindsay was so we had Alvin Kamara two years ago. One could argue that Philip Lindsay was last year's Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. and I think Justice Hill's that potential to be that this year's Philip Lindsay. Uh, I don't know that that will be the case, but with the speed that he has, with Lamar Jackson's running ability, I think that opens up a lot of things there. Yeah, I like it a lot. Like it a lot. Uh, so you got Madison again. Mm-hmm. We we both like him yep. talent wise. Then surprise, Tony Pollard comes don't, off the board here at two four. Don't get that pick at all because even if Zeke misses time, it's going to be Alfred Morris playing, <clears throat> who didn't get drafted. Um, so if Zeke gets if Zeke misses any time because of this contract holdout, it's going to be Alfred Morris. If Alfred Morris gets hurt then it might be Tony Pollard. Yes, stuff coming out has been good on Tony Pollard, but Tony Pollard to me is, there is no way Dallas doesn't sign Zeke at some point, right? It, it, there, it, it's, it's a mutual benefit thing. Zeke doesn't hold the leverage that, that Le'Veon Bell had because he's still in his rookie contract. So if he sits out this year, he still has two years left on his contract. Exactly. If, if he comes out and plays this year, he still has two more years after that because they can franchise tag him and franchise tag him. So he doesn't have the leverage Le'Veon Bell had. Um, so ultimately this deal will get done, right? And Pollard is just going to be... A player. I mean, I I like Pollard, right? As far as talent, but there's where we're talking about value here, right? Honestly, Andy Isabella was a better pick there. Michael Harmon was a better pick there. Uh, Whiteside, I still think is a better pick there. I don't like Whiteside, but (laughs) AJ Brown was a better pick there. I think Miles Boykin would have been a better pick there. But yeah, so lots of options. Yes. Uh, and but, honestly, if you really wanted to go running back, I think Darwin Thomas was actually a better pick there than that's it. if you uh, want to go running back, Darwin Thomas to me was a better pick Thompson, that I got Thompson Thompson. Sorry, Darwin Thompson uh, that I ended up getting around later. But yes, I agree. Um, and yeah, because I think there's a better chance Darwin Thompson plays this year than Tony Pollard. Well, and you want to talk about a dark horse to be, you know, the, mm-hmm. that this year's uh, Kamara. I, I think Thompson has yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Potential, uh, yeah. I, I, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, next off the board, AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. AJ Brown going in at in the fifth or uh, fifth pick of the second round. That's a steal to me. I don't like it. I don't like AJ Brown. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do. Is Tannehill really gonna be able to get him the ball? Mariota gonna be able to give him the ball? Uh, this is a Corey Davis situation all over again. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I I hope he does well. But again, uh, Mississippi State. Uh, Wide receiver, I watched them play. Him and DK Metcalf. Wasn't impressed with either one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see him more as a possession guy. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but they already have Adam Humphreys. Uh, yeah. But he, didn't he get hurt? 
Uh, well, that's neither here nor there, but yeah. that's what I, I think I've heard mm-hmm. out there. Next pick off the board broke my heart. Andy mm-hmm. Isabella going yeah. to six. Yeah. I was, now, I think... So, uh, well, let, let's go on, and then we'll talk about it. So, Andy Isabella goes here mm-hmm. uh, to uh, Ed. Yep. <clears throat> which, honestly, two wide receivers. He went with uh, Nikhil Harry, now Andy Isabella. I think uh, those are two picks for the, the two good picks for him. Uh, and then after that, a little bit of a shocker, Dwayne Haskin goes. Yeah, 2-7. Uh, <clears throat> lots of other guys I would have drafted here. Yes. But, you know, you got to go get your guy. To One me, thing I learned last year, though, I was going to take Baker in the second round last year. I decided not to. Ended up biting me in the end. I had to make a trade to get him. So if if Haskins is your guy, is there really a difference between taking him in the second round or the third round? I don't no, know. No, you got to go get your guy. Yeah. And looking at his team, uh, th- that is his current backup quarterback. Yeah. I mean, Eli, Eli is his backup. Yeah. So now Haskins. So it, yeah. plan it for the future a little nope, bit. Absolutely. Uh, and then after this, I was I was up to pick again. Uh, because I had three second round picks, uh, but you Bastard. approached me about a trade. I said, "Hey, stop, stop the presses. <laughs> we got to make a move, right?" Because uh-huh. I had three guys on here that I, I saw that were still available, and then I saw a pretty huge tear break mm-hmm. uh, that I so I, I wanted to make a move. So I offered you my two best thirds mm-hmm. for this pick. Yes, and so I moved in and I said, "You know what? Bag and tag, Michael Hardman." <laughs> The guy that I was railing against mm-hmm. all offseason. Yes. Uh, because I had a moment of clarity and realized that I also hated the Pat Mahomes uh, pick. Which I mentioned every time on the air. And, uh, yeah, it just the, – the draft capital that they invested into him and the way that he's been performing in camp, I'm just – you know, I'm, I'm excited. So yeah. I, I – I made a move. Yeah, I went and got my guy. Yeah, and and honestly, at this pick, I wasn't going to take Hardman. Uh, I was actually going to take Darwin Thompson in this pick, uh, and I was like, you know what, two thirds, I'm okay with that. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I um, I said, yeah, let's make the deal. In which case, I, I took. Uh, um, I, I you got I, my third. I got you, I got your pick. And so. to to be fair, yeah, the the three guys that I was fighting or mm-hmm. deciding between with this pick was Hardman. Thompson and JJ Arcega Whiteside. Mm-hmm. So now, did the Isabella going when he did kind of make you want to make that move to move up? It, it definitely it made you nervous. It lit, I yeah, guess. it lit a fire, and I okay. said, "Okay, the guys that I want are going earlier than I'm anticipating. Mm-hmm. If I want at least one of them, mm-hmm. right, then I got to make a move." So okay. I made the move. Okay. And so then next off comes Noah Fant. Could be the steal of the draft. It, it was, I don't think it will be, but it could be. And I know Randy's very happy that Fant fell to him because I know that's who he was looking to take at the eight. If he had had a first round pick, that's who he was going to take in the first round. Yeah. So that, I mean, great value there, I think, for, <laughs> yeah. for him. Um, then JJ comes off at 10. And I really think this is my brother's pick. Love it um, for him. Mm-hmm. I, I think if I don't move up to get me Cole Hardman here, then there's no chance that he makes it past him. Correct. So um, next up was Hakeem Butler. Mm-hmm. Another, like, I, I love Butler. I loved him pre-draft. I loved him uh, the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His, his reports are not good right now. But honestly, all the the biggest problem with Arizona right now, I was listening to another podcast, and, they, and they, I think they nailed it. That offensive line is still horrible. Yeah. It, it's, it's horrendous. Uh, and... I don't know that any of those wide receivers are going to perform right now. Coming out of camp, Fitzgerald is getting the best accolades, mm-hmm. still considered the best receiver. Well, in a blitz situation, of all those wide receivers, 
who's going to know best what to do, where to break the routes, where to cut it, what you need to do. Right. Obviously, the guy that's been in the league for 14 fucking years. <laughs> yeah. That is a, the first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer. So I think that's what's helping Fitzgerald quite a bit right now. Yeah. And I mean, what a but great between Hakeem Butler, Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk, uh, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Johnson. Thank you. I, I think it's still an up in the air thing. And and what my fear here is, this is a fear that I have with this offense. Another Jacksonville situation. Yeah, where you have all these receivers, and it's just okay. Who's the healthy ones? Those are going to be the good ones, right? And, and right, yeah. Nobody really stands out. But correct. I like the talent. I like the mm-hmm. offense. Yeah. As long as uh, Kingsbury doesn't get fired. Yep. Uh, next pick here, Daniel Jones going yep. in the, the back into the second. Yep. Now, I'll be honest. I was hoping he would fall to me in the third. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hoping either he or Haskins would drop to me in my picks in the third just because I I don't need another quarterback, but it's always good to have a third quarterback. So, Well, and I, I, think, I think also what we're seeing here with these quarterback picks is in previous drafts, we've seen quarterbacks fall substantially. And I think people have seen the value there, mm-hmm. and now they're like, okay, look, there's nobody else here that I really like. I'm going to get a quarterback. And those were the three first-round quarterbacks taken, yeah. so which are generally the only ones worth taking. <clears throat> no, I agree. Uh, so then next off uh, the board, third top of the third, finally. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro goes, which I got to admit, I was kind of sad to see him go there. Yeah. Uh, I I am big on Hunter this year. I like him. I just wasn't willing to invest any capital to get him at these levels. At third, if he'd have been there when I picked this round, I probably would have taken. Him. Yeah, I was gonna say in the third round is about when I mm-hmm. I would have taken a shot. And then the trade comes back full circle. Yeah. The guy that I was looking at as thinking he'll <laughs> never be here still. Well, he wouldn't. So if you and I had not made the trade, right. he would not have been there because that's who I was going to take with that pick. Okay. And it, it, I keep having to remind myself of that yes. because I see it here. And I'm I had like, him highlighted. I was about to click draft when you said, hold on. And Darwin Thompson goes off the board. Yes. It, uh, 3-2, which is great value, I think, here. Yes. In a pretty light running back class. And, you know, he still has the upshot of being the guy mm-hmm. in Kansas City. Yes. So we'll see what happens with that. That's definitely something to monitor as the year goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Mark Andrew comes off the board. A little surprised by that one, but I don't. I don't think it's a bad pick. No, uh, I don't. I, I think he's 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 going to be a good tight end or has the potential. I mean, I liked him three years, two years ago coming out of college. So uh, he just hasn't panned out. Hayden Hurst hasn't really panned out. So uh, somebody's going to have to yeah, play tight end there. It's still going to be a timeshare, uh, but he's going to be the pass receiving yeah. option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how much value that's going to have, but yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Johnson comes off next. Yes. Now, I'm not totally surprised by this pick because he's still looking for that that replacement in uh, Pittsburgh, right? Like last year, he drafted he took, Washington, Washington, yes. and now he's got Deontay Johnson. So I think he's just kind of padding um, the roster. He's going to have the next Pittsburgh guy, even though that's Juju. So there's that. <laughs> no, I get it. I just... I. I I don't get it. I get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Plain and simple. So next up, uh, Miles Boykin. To me, at, in the third round, this yeah. is a steal. 3-5. Yeah. This is who I would take over probably Hunter Renfro. Um, even I'd probably take him over Butler. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like Boykin mm, yeah, here. No, it's a good pick. Uh, next up, Marcus Mariota. Don't get it. Like I said, this, this is when you start to see some of these vets, Mark Andrews, uh, start to come up here. Yeah, Willie Sneed goes after that. I don't think we need to spend any time talking about those picks. No. Uh, other than we don't understand them. That was bad. <laughs> uh, other than to say, like, look, bad picks. Yeah. 
I, I don't want to say bad picks. I just don't get it, especially the Willie Sneed one. But anyway, uh, after that, uh, this was this is the other part of the part trade. Of the trade. So Terry McLaurin, uh, wide receiver out of Washington. And to me, that was the the last the last straw in the the tier, right? Uh, seeing Terry McLaurin go there, yeah. uh, really like that pick. Really, really sad that I, he wasn't there two picks later for me. <laughs> uh, and then after that, I picked Jay Sternberger. I I felt like I needed to come out of this draft with a rookie tight end, um, and you did, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> it just I uh, this is one of those where I'm going to sit here and listen to what the pundits or whatever you want to call them are saying. I don't get it. I don't understand why we have such love for the tight end position in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers hardly ever throws to his freaking tight ends, but. Maybe I they know something I don't. I don't know. So I was like, you know what? I need another tight end. And free agency, I will get another tight end somehow. Uh, but I went with Jay Sternberger just because he was the best tight end available. Uh, so Good young tight end talent. We'll yeah. see what happens there. And if I had, I mean, honestly, again, this is where I wanted a Daniel Jones or a Dwayne Haskins. Uh, weren't there. Uh, if I had not gone Jay Sternberger, I probably would have gone uh, Bryce Love or... Something like that. And so to me, this made more sense because like I need more running backs. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't hate the pick there, honestly. Sternberger is one of the best tight ends left uh, to me. Uh, I am kind of surprised that you didn't go Irv Smith. But honestly, um, the reason I didn't go Irv Smith, I like Irv Smith. You know, I like Irv Smith. The Kyle Rudolph extension thing just bothers me there. Yeah. Uh, why do you, why, one, why do you draft Irv Smith? And then two, why do you extend Kyle Rudolph? How do you sustain? How do you sustain two two tight ends? But how do you sustain two tight ends and Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen? Yeah, and and your running backs. Yeah, and Dalvin Cook who can catch out of the backfield. I just I don't see how that's going to work. Yes, Cousins loves throwing to his tight end. Usually only one. Well, that's not true. At Washington, he had multiple only because Reed could not stay healthy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But that, I don't know. So that's why I didn't go Irv Smith. Yeah. No, no, like I said, at this at this point in the draft, like I said, with that Terry McLaurin pick, uh-huh. to me, that is a tear break, and everybody else is dart throws, yeah. uh, or bigger dart throws. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up was me. I got, speaking of dart throws, uh-huh. Preston Williams had some good reports out of camp. I'm thinking that he could possibly emerge as a number one option in uh, Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, I got I had two in a row. I got Keyshawn Johnson again. A lot of good things out of camp. I'm mm-hmm. liking that offense. If there's a shot for him, it's it's worth a dart throw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then last pick of the third was Bryce Love. Yes. I, I like it for I upside. I think it's, it's an upside game. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad pick. Yeah. And then we go into the fourth. Yeah, You want to <coughs> rattle some of these guys off? Yeah, sure. In the fourth round, uh, the first pick was Irv Smith. Uh, not a bad pick. Uh, I, I like it. I, I mean, at this it, point, at this point, you know, you're you're taking shots on players. So to go back for a second, uh, Preston Williams. Yeah. You're taking a, a dart through there. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I just want to ask you this question. Preston Williams dart throw. To me, Trey Quinn is a dart throw, but a much higher upside or, or a better potential dart throw. Did it cross your mind to take Trey Quinn over Preston Williams? I like Trey Quinn a lot. Mm-hmm. But when I'm looking at these guys, I see Preston Williams as a possible number one on a team. Okay. And I see Trey Quinn... Uh, basically being the slot guy okay and but in a ppr league a slot guy is not a bad thing it's not a bad thing but i'm looking at 
overall upside. Okay. Right? So I'm taking the I mean, higher Adam Thielen, ceiling. Adam Thielen is a slot guy. Yeah. He's being moved to the outside, but that's a whole other story. Right. Uh, Adam Thielen is a slot guy who could win you a championship. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, and this is just this is no, just no, that, and that's why I'm, I'm just asking. I'm just right. Asking. I I value the slot less mm-hmm. than I do a true one that's going to get a touchdown and five to six targets a game. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. Uh, all right. So there was in the, in the fourth round. Uh, it was Irv Smith, then Demaris Thomas. I don't like it. Don't agree with it, but not my team. Uh, this next one pick I like. Uh, Roquel Armstead. I like it a lot. He is the owner of Leonard Fournette, so it makes sense. Everything makes sense about this pick. Fourth round, uh, Armstead, uh, Alfred Blue just got hurt. Yeah, Rykel Armstead is like the next one up. And, and even like if it. Alfred Blue had not gotten hurt, the heir apparent or heir apparent <laughs> to Leonard Fournette is not going to be Alfred Blue. It's it going shouldn't to be. be. Yeah, it won't be. Yeah. Uh, and then after that was the Browns DST. We start we start getting into picks here. Where- yeah, and, and it's ESPN kind of. Forcing you to take players at this point, right? Yeah. If you don't have defenses, it forces you to take a defense and a kicker and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so after that, Jalen Hurd. Like it in the fourth a lot. Yes. Um, this is a guy who's very versatile. He can be a running back, slot guy, outside receiver. Great, great pick in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Great pick. Yeah. Um, and then after that was Jontrell Hilliard. I like it. If you like Duke Johnson and you think that you can get a possible you know, number two running back out mm-hmm. of just being a PPR guy mm-hmm. for the first eight weeks, he's going to be able to prove it. Okay. So I don't dislike the pick. I think it's a good pick, but if you're the Connor owner, mm-hmm. would you not go Benny Snell instead? I am shocked that Benny Snell isn't off the board. <laughs> I'm shocked. I, 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 and I agree with you, but in that situation, would you have gone Dontrell Hill or Benny Snell? Benny Snell. Okay. Look, I don't have any picks left in this draft. Otherwise, Benny Snell wouldn't still be there. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I'm I'm weak I, at receiver. If I'm in the fourth and Benny Snell's on the board, I'm jumping on it. Yeah. Uh, that That's the one thing that confused me on that one a little bit. But again, Randy's going to run his team. He has a pretty damn good team. So, I might have questioned it. He does. After that, Kenny Stills. Eh. Yeah. Uh, Darren Walker. I know this is a pick you really like. I really I really did like this pick. There's a whole lot of buzz that are about about Waller uh, coming out of camp right now. I, I don't watch that hard knock show. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, the the word is is that he is making all kinds of plays. This is a converted wide receiver to mm-hmm. tight end. Yeah. He's got crazy speed. Mm-hmm. And if they can get those mismatches on the linebackers, this mm-hmm. guy's going to exploit that all day. Yeah. Now, that said, going forward, mm-hmm. we both like Foster Moreau. Yes. Uh they're long term. Talk about this on the air, but all right, go ahead. Well, so, well but this is this is how I see this, right? Yes. So while I like Waller as a receiving option, I don't know how he's going to do in pass yes. pro and blocking. And I know Moreau can blast block. Yes. He did it in college. Is what he did mostly. He can catch the ball. He's a very good tight end. I just don't think he's getting the hype that he he. he I don't know that he deserves uh, because he hasn't done anything yet. But yeah, but so that's that's a situation to monitor yep. going through the year. Yep. And then C.J. Anderson. Uh, I don't dislike the pick. I think it's a good pick mm-hmm. uh, just because we don't know what's going to happen there. Carrion could get hurt again. If Carrion gets hurt, CJ comes in and we know what he did in, at the end of the season last year. Cole Beasley, uh, not a, I don't, I don't dislike it. Um, I just, I, I have an issue taking veterans in a rookie only draft. That's just me. I, yeah, we know who Cole Beasley is. Yeah. Um, you know, but the he next... has a potential to do well in that offense. I get it. Uh, but I, not who I would have taken. Yeah, well, the, the 
for the next pick here makes a lot more sense to me in yeah. Trey Quinn. Mm-hmm. I like that pick a lot. I think we talked Dan into making that pick. I don't think that that's who he really wanted to take, uh, but neither here nor But there. it's a great pick. No, it is. It's a very good pick. <laughs> uh, this next round, look, kickers, DSTs, yeah. Nick Foles. Nick Foles going in the fifth round I think is a good deal. Uh, Dexter Williams, I like going. I like that one a lot. Uh, I, I think he has a lot of potential in a running in a mucky running back situation. Um, Aaron, it's Aaron Jones's job, but I don't know if Aaron Jones can hold on to that job. Uh, and then after that, I, I, one thing I do want to say about Dexter Williams though mm-hmm. is the reports out is that he's not catching a damn ball, which does not bode well no, yeah. for a Green Bay running yeah. back. So, but honestly, nice flyer in the fifth. In, in, a, in a Green Bay running back, if he can block okay, that, that that's the, the bigger thing. And I don't I don't know what his blocking talent is. I haven't looked at it, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not too concerned with the fact that he can't catch the ball. Yeah. I think he's going to beat out the other Williams. Yes. Uh, and then after that, it's kickers. Nelson Aguilar, I don't get I don't it, care. but it doesn't matter. So uh, that pretty much sums up our rookie-only draft. That's it. Yeah. Um, so we, Our rookie-only draft with a yeah, bunch of guys. But, okay, so uh, we're not going to have time to go into the other league's draft just because we're already running on 40, 44 minutes, uh, and I don't want to make this an hour-and-a-half podcast. Uh, but I do have a couple questions for you. Uh, so last night I was talking to Juan. Yeah. And— I've made some horrible picks. As as have I? Yeah, Yeah. we all have. So we were having a discussion of my worst first round pick. Oh, I know who that one is, Uh, hands down. So who is my worst first round pick? Bishop Sankey. Thank you. Uh, That is what I said. He contends that Derrick Henry is my worst first round pick. Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry. No. And and, and the only thing I can think of for his comparison's sake, I took Bishop Sankey instead of taking Brandon Cooks. I think everybody expected me to take Brandon Cooks. I took Bishop Sankey. You went running back because you hate wide receivers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> instead of taking Derrick Henry, I would have taken uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, That that's a kicker. Yes. So <laughs> I think that's why he considers it to be my worst first-round pick, because otherwise I would have Michael Thomas on my roster. Yeah, no, no. But my roster wouldn't be what it is today if I had taken Michael Thomas there. Yeah, no. The, the, I wouldn't have A.J. Green. Right. Holy shit, I'd have Juju and Michael Thomas as well. Maybe that is my first, my worst <laughs> first round pick. Uh, no, I think Bishop Sankey is my my worst first round pick. Um, but you know what? You you take gambles. You 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 go with what you have. Uh, I will say that pick has made me study this more and 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 focus on it more. Uh, honestly, the following years when we started doing podcasting, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I, we're all going to take gambles. We're all going to miss on them. And, and the reason I want to ask you that question, one, we were talking about it, but also, hey, you're going to take gambles and you're going to miss. That doesn't mean that your team's going to turn out crappy. These rookie drafts, just like the NFL players or the NFL teams are, are, are drafting these players, and, and really you're hitting a dartboard. And, and hey, I like the way you... None of that is guaranteed translation to the NFL. You're going to make bad picks. But the important thing to think about is that's why it's more important to, to take into consideration that all your picks count. Which is why I don't like taking veterans in a rookie in our rookie drafts because I took Derek Carr in the fifth round. Uh, Philip Lindsay was a free agent pickup. Um, what's his name? Uh, David Johnson was a third round pick. Uh, the numbers are there to show you that those late round picks are really the just like in the NFL. Your three or three through six rounds are where you build your championships. In in, in dynasty fantasy football, it's the same exact thing. You yep. want to try to make those picks hit because those are the ones that are going to make the difference. Yeah, agreed. And especially what what year is this for this dynasty league? This is we're starting our eleventh year. Yeah. So, you know, 
at this point, we were talking about this before the show. Yep. Like you, you, you've gotten your guys, mm-hmm. right? So go out and keep getting your guys. These draft picks in in a league like this yeah. have way more value yeah. and, than they and, do in other leagues. And I'm not, you know, please understand whoever's listening to us. I'm not trying to brag about my team, please. You know good and well. I don't think my team is great. I, I think it's good. I don't think it's great. Uh, but in my case, my starting running backs, Ezekiel Elliott, Joe Mixon, two guys I drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made the moves. I, I moved up to, to to get Joe Mixon ahead of you because I thought you might want to take him. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott was part of my Brandis Cook trade. I remember trading Matt Forte in my second round pick for Brandon Cooks in a first round pick. And that first round pick ended up turning into the number one overall pick, which got allowed me to get Zeke. Um so uh, because of the Derek Carr pickup that I made in the fifth round, I was able to turn that into Kenny Galladay and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, so it, my point is you just got to keep trying. You just got to keep working at it. And some of these talents you're not going to hit on. But some of the, I mean, look, looking down my roster, Zay Jones, I, I, I drafted, didn't work out for me or hasn't worked out for me. Uh, Traquan Smith, I drafted last year, hasn't really panned out that well. Adam Shaheen, Jake Butt, um, God, I can't even think of the guys that I've cut. <laughs> right, but that's that's the point, right? Like you got it. These are all dart throws, right? Exactly. We exactly. don't know how they're going to perform in right. the, in the once they hit the big stage. Yeah. You, that's they. If everything was written in stone, then this it would wouldn't be, be it difficult. Would be, yeah, exactly. So yeah, the, it, these are the guys that we like. Mm-hmm. I'm wrong a lot. You're wrong a lot, but we are right a lot too. Yeah. So yeah, just keep trying. Eventually, you'll hit on something. Exactly. Yeah. If, you, if you throw enough shit against the wall, some sticks. Uh, well, that's all I got. That's all I got too. Uh, now, next show. Yes. Right. We're gonna do something a little bit different. Correct. We're gonna do a redraft show because we both have some redrafts coming up. Correct. We have some listeners that have put in some requests for some redraft stuff. Correct. So we're gonna do a redraft show. The yep. Dynasty Podcast is gonna do a redraft. Absolutely. And you know we can also compare that to where the values are maybe mm-hmm. in or in a dynasty league, so we can keep it a little bit dynasty centric. Yep. Absolutely. But we do love us some redraft as well. All right, where can they reach you at? At STFF Chad on the Twitter. At, at STFF Ball. And we will talk to you next time. Have a good one. Don't suck.